Praise God. I know that's right. No matter how hard it gets. Thanks for calling Hope for We have All right, everybody. Um, hey, welcome to Hold for Maintenance, the podcast where we be holding for maintenance. How y'all doing? My name is Lene Benin. I'm a Sim Simma. And I'm OBO. Hi, guys. Is it fair to say we're all holding on for dear life today? Absolutely. Okay. By the skin of my teeth. Got it. By my edges. I'm good. Okay. (laughs) I love that for you, though, friend. I really do. Pass some of that over here. Yeah, please. Nothing good is a choice. You got to just decide to be Ooh. good. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Because mm. I had to really decide this morning. Like, oh. a major way. But yeah, oh. we're good. He said we're stressed because we like that. We that, like to live this that's way. What I'm wow. That's exactly Absolutely. what he's saying. Wow. Aggressively, too. Absolutely. Mm. Unprovoked. What do we do? God don't like us. Yeah, God do God not don't like us. Like don't you God love how you. black people, as soon as something happens to somebody <laughs> that day? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God don't like that. That's my favorite thing to do. For sure. I get it. So, maintenance check. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Should I tell them why I'm laughing at this point? Yeah. Because I think me and OBO are both confused too. I'm sorry, Sam. I just looked at you in the face for the first time and I got hit with a flashback of that YouTube video that I made where I had to insert the smiley face. Lene has had. Hey, I'm still confused. So no, I'm gonna tell you because okay. I have now developed an insecurity every single day. No. What, is yes. what is it about? Lene has a <laughs> pickle with my eyebrows. She has a what? A pickle with my eyebrows. A pickle with them? Yes. No. What does a pickle mean? No. Every yes, she no. does. No. First yes. of all, you're the one who drew emoji has... eyebrows onto your face. <laughs> she has a pickle with them. Emoji eyebrows. She has a pickle with them. That emoji that be like this. That's actually. <laughs> And that's what I look like that day. But every that single day, day now, since that day, we have a talk about my eyebrows. Okay. Today, as it. I was doing my eyebrows, I was like, oh, my God, Lene's going to say something about my eyebrows. Oh, my are God. Are they good enough? Are they straight enough? Okay, your eyebrows are cousins, not sisters, so it is just what it is. No, maybe we should just, uh, maybe we should wear a hat today. Lene's going to say something about guard. your eyebrows. It just took me off guard is all. That's it. That's she hates it. my eyebrows. I hadn't looked you in the face. I hadn't looked you in the face because you promised me curry I'm chicken ugly, and didn't bring me curry check. chicken. <laughs> I'm not looking at her for the rest of this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here um, we are. Here we are. How's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm feeling extra silly this episode. Um, that was just the disclaimer. It wasn't the start of my maintenance oh, check. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go first. I am yeah. okay for mm. being fully transparent. I am. Uh, I am okay. I think um Yeah. Are um, we gonna be okay this episode? Yeah, I'm trying, I'm, I'm debating how vulnerable I wanna be in this moment actually. Oh, okay. And I don't think that I want to be. Okay. So okay. I will just say that I am doing okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yep. What about you, Lenezy? How are you? I'm alive. Praise God. Mm-hmm. We love alive. No, I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing so well and I'm so blessed and I'm so grateful and God is so big. Mm. You know, yeah. 
those are all of my feelings. I'm on tour, and people say being on the road is hard. We're not even on the road for real. We're going to the airport every weekend. <laughs> That's still hard. Um, but going to these stops makes me recognize the true impact of what God is doing right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, it feels good to be surrounded by good people, and I keep throwing out good people. Those many people might know that that's the name of the, you know, nonprofit and or philanthropic wing that I'm trying to build for my brand, but it just keeps resonating with me. People who want to see and do good in this earth, who want to see and do good by others. And that's so refreshing when you get on the internet and you see so much hateful stupidity and ignorance and people with time to waste. And these are people who don't have time to waste, you know, um, who are also pouring into myself and my team. So I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. It's a lot to manage. It's to whom much given, much required. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. But yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Hmm. So it's funny that you said, like, we're not even on the road. We're just going um, weekend by weekend. But I almost feel like that's harder. Mm, yeah. Um, I've been saying that. We've literally been, like, getting there, doing things, doing the show, sleeping for a second, getting up, doing things. And so um, I think it's taken a toll on all of us mm -hmm. um, to the point that you're on tour and you're doing the things for the tour. But every single one of us on this team, like, we have actual things to do in our businesses and in our lives that require us to be present. That is That becomes also taxing because, like, you guys travel all the time. So, you know, like, when you travel, mm -hmm. you need a moment to reset. Mm -hmm. So, imagine, like, traveling back to back and then still having to, like, mm -hmm. get up and, like, do meetings. Like, I fell asleep on the last team meeting <laughs> because wow. I was so tired. I didn't know that. Her Not was on the <laughs> not, not her snitching. No, remember I didn't even make it. Oh, okay. This past meeting that mm -hmm. happened, it I have never missed a meeting. In this one, I woke up at ten thirty and text Olivia. Did I miss the meeting? She said absolutely. <laughs> it's over. Mm -hmm. Um, I was so tired, but on the other end of it, um, things are going super well as far as business and collaborations. Um, I just had like three meetings today of partnerships that have went through. And so I'm feeling really optimistic for the upcoming year. Um, but I really, really would like to rest. I really, really am tired. And when I say rest, I mean like, I really would like to put my phone down. I really mm -hmm. would like to take a social media break. I really mm -hmm. would like to have some um, spa days and some like, before I got here, I just went to the nail salon because I was like, girl, like, I just I just need a second, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so I hope that that is coming, too, because I need to sleep. Mm -hmm. yeah. For sure. I think we require that, for sure. I think that's a... <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. They um, said something about that in science class. Has Probably. It. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all seen that video? I forget his name, but he's always, like, mimicking an older black woman of sorts in some form or fashion. And most recently like five people right now. <clears throat> this this most recent video that I seen, it, the caption was like, Your grandmama, anytime she see you holding a baby, making stuff up and it was like hold the baby head up before he get jaundice. <laughs> and if you if you don't release his hand like that, he gonna get glaucoma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Do the grandmas be saying it? It was the, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grandmas be making up stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're going to make Absolutely. Up Jaundice yeah. is always going to make his way in there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, we got niggas online today? We or do. what? We do. Because it's time for... Niggas online. online, yeah. You are never enthused, OBO. I, know, I was lazy. Mine was lazy to do because mm. I never know what the key is gonna be. We're you, gonna talk. We about talk it. about that every time, and, and the, the key, key has never changed. <laughs> the key don't change. Has never changed. You want it to change, so you don't have to. The sing inflection it. stays the same, but the key absolutely changes. Y'all <laughs> He's go telling us we can't sing. That's what I'm saying. Just don't know. I'm just oh, saying the that's key. That's what I'm saying. No, it's me not knowing the difference. Key inflection. <laughs> Tone. The tone. The, the drink always goes. Ah, ah, ah. It does it every time. Okay. Now whether or not we start just at the same key. Let's do it again. I, I bet it's gonna it. be the same. One, two, three. Niggas online. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's me. Well, <laughs> well. I'm not surprised. Was anyone surprised? <laughs> I'm not really. Yeah. I What'd you say? Do your laughter. <laughs> So this is a little old, but we still wanted to discuss it today Um, because we've seen it on the Internet. And, you know, sometimes people sometimes we see things that we haven't seen and it's still a good topic of discussion. So there was in 2021 this happened. That sounds about right, OBO, like a couple years ago. So there was a white girl who was assaulting a Muslim girl in her school. She had a hijab on. So we assume she is Muslim. Um, And there was a girl that was getting beat on. There was a girl next to her, but they was together. Oh. Oh, yeah, the girl was like, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, she just starts beating up this girl mm-hmm. that what I can tell is this girl probably couldn't fight back, right? She's much smaller than her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, picking on someone not her own size. Mm-hmm. And um, nobody's interfering. Nothing's happening. Nobody's doing nothing. And, and she started. And what and what had happened? Anybody here a Marvel fan? <laughs> because at the end of Endgame... There a certain Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. the people were fighting, the people were losing, mm-hmm. and a certain Captain Marvel flew in from the skies, mm-hmm. threw an entire spaceship, and broke that shit down. Mm-hmm. And that's how that black girl came in oh, yeah, to Molly Wap. <laughs> this unauthorized white woman. Unauthorized <laughs> is correct because <laughs> I think the reason why it's still relevant today is a lot of times we just be minding our business, right? Um, and then here comes this one. This this actually feels like my life. Anyway, mm. so I'm going to read you some of what the people are saying, and then we can chat about it. So the niggas online said, mm, that's from something that's not bad. Okay, <laughs> the worst part is it's clear they've been tormenting them little brown Muslim girls for weeks, mm. and they've been conditioned to accept it because I heard a lot of laughs and no objections. Mm-hmm. Little sis makes me proud. She came through with that work. She must be defended. <laughs> work what indeed. city is this? <laughs> she came through with that work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone says, unfortunately, both of them would be suspended where I work. The reason teachers do not step in is that we cannot afford to be injured at work. The whole scene is disgusting on many nah. levels. They stepped in like two, three times to get that black girl off of the white girl on some protect our our sis at all costs. You protected the person that you identified with, that you felt needed to be protected, or the person whose parents you didn't want to have to deal with. So to say that this is why teachers don't step in, this is a tiny girl who's being hit in the face Mm -hmm. by this big brolic. She's a child still, so I'm trying to keep it cute. Mm -hmm. But, um... 
and nobody did anything. So that sounded like a lot of cap to me. But last thing, and the friends of the white woman were doing, they called her a woman. See what I'm saying? Like, this don't even look like a child. This is a big, okay. And the friends of the white woman were doing nothing but laugh. I hate when y'all don't talk right. Why hmm. did they try to say stop when their friend was getting beat by the colored real queen? Why don't you stay silent like you did to the poor Muslim and let your your friend get what she does to others? So hmm. I don't know about you. And I want to ask that. Like when you guys were in school, was there someone it was fun to bully? Not for you guys, but did you experience like someone where it was cool to bully this person collectively? Not that I can remember. I'm not saying it didn't exist. It probably did. I remember when I taught, there was a kid in my class who the school collectively disliked. Whether he was a nice kid is another story. Mm -hmm. But, you know, all these kids have different stories, literally. Um, But, yeah, that's the norm. So um, the other day I found a little picture of me. Um, in my kindergarten class. I'm going to send a picture in the group chat, so it was very cute. Okay. And so O was going through it, and he was, like, identifying. I could tell that this kid was this or that kid was that, blah, blah, blah. And he looked at this one kid. He said, I could tell he was a crybaby. Hmm. And I said, he was. Hmm. How did you know that? He said, it's just something about his disposition and also the fact, like, where he's positioned in the picture. Hmm. And I said, this boy's name was Malik. Hmm. We used to call him Milk. Hmm. And we teased this boy from about kindergarten all the way up to fifth grade, nonstop. And it was always just like funny to see him cry. It was funny mm-hmm. to see how he would get agitated and frustrated. And you know, like it was it was all a big joke. Even the the wackest kids in the class they could clown on Malik because mm-hmm. it was something that everyone took you know joy in. Mm-hmm. And as an adult. Of course, Malik turned up, okay? Mm-hmm. Malik is Period. doing okay in life. I know that. I, know I hope you never Malik. find me on Instagram because I found him. But <laughs> he's doing amazing. But it's just like, this is some, this reminds me of those moments where, like, you know, it's no one's doing anything because not only are the students in on it, but the teachers are in on it too. It's like, oh, they always, they always clowning on such and such. They'll be fine. The only reason it's drawing to us is because it's on camera. Um, so I was looking this stuff up because I thought it was new too because Tyrese posted it which we'll get back to that in a second <laughs> but um, Tyrese posted it so I thought it was new and obviously with the things that are going on in the world it elicited a certain type of response yeah. from people so I was trying to find out especially in the age of TikTok I was like oh this girl has gotten on the internet and told her side of the story the black girl mm-hmm. and she had actually and it wasn't too um, it wasn't this long drawn out story she said she was sitting six to seven tables back Um, and saw the girl get up and start beating on the other girl, and the principal was standing there watching it happen. And so she said, she looked at her friend, her friend looked at her, she put on her, she put her hair up and walked over there. I said, I know that's right. And she didn't say it like that, but obviously the chain of events would, I'd be hyped at the table, you know what I'm saying? My favorite part of the video, this is just a brief aside, my favorite part of the video, I don't know if anyone else noticed it, is there's a point in time right before the black girl gets on screen where everybody around sees her incoming and it's like, watch out, watch out. Like, make room. And then she pulls her back, but um, they both got suspended from what we found, from what I found out, just kind of searching for the aftermath of the story. And I'm going to save my thoughts on that for the big kahuna because it's actually very closely related. But um, yeah, like, we got to do everything. And it sucks for all of those kids to stand by and watch and, 
you would think that enough kids, and I hope this doesn't sound insensitive, you would think that enough kids engage in public self-harm for kids to understand bullying isn't cool. Like, especially today. Like, I know it happened when we were in school, but, like, suicide rates are going up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you would think that kids will recognize and for it to be this public and this communal was so nasty and disgusting to me and for it to be against these brown girls and for it to have been, and I'm making assumptions here, but the optics of it sends a very particular message that I think is important. The optics of this show, two brown Muslim girls getting attacked and one being physically beat on, getting verbally attacked and one getting physically beat on by someone who looked to be um, poor and white. And it and similar to what you were saying, Sim, about the wackest kids in the class being able to pick on Malik, it's an example of what of that iconic line that was shared in Pose is, who else are you going to pick on to make you feel superior? Mm. That's all I have to say about that. And that's not all I have to say, because black women... That's another thing. <laughs> because black women, we don't like that shit. And I'm not going to say we collectively as if it's all, because as I... If I can be frank, not all of us have been liberated enough to be there. But more often than not, a black woman is inserting herself to because we have been so piled on, have been so dogpiled on that we understand what it's like to be made to feel less than and to be for other people to use us as their punching bags to make themselves feel superior, that we will step in and advocate for somebody else. But let the roles have been switched. Would nobody jump in to save that black girl? She would have brought it on herself. And it irks me to no end that a principal was standing there watching it happen or being slow to respond or thinking so little of the interaction until a white girl was being harmed. Hmm. This is America. Because me personally, no, I ain't going to say that. Move along. Okay. That's (laughs) when niggas offline. Okay. (laughs) So next, yo dog, damn said a thing that was very important and what was disappointing is that there were black women that disagreed with this i just said we wasn't all liberated now (laughs) i didn't read the whole thing what does it say he says i see so much unprovoked hatred towards black women today by predominantly grown black men especially towards our young stars that are just trying to do their thing the compulsion to humble these women perhaps makes you feel like more of a man i promise you you aren't men to us Mm, that looks like a period but it's not I promise you you aren't meant to us a new year is approaching grow up I love what Lori has done for these young men if I must say what have you done I want to hear the pushback what, what, what is the pushback cap oh this is the queen of accountability okay cap okay, the girl. amount of black women that disrespect each other is at an all time high it's always viewed as an attack when you're holding them accountable he must not be on social media that much it's hate on both sides stop can we, pass, can we actively just ignore her because who, who said that? You wanted to hear the pushback. No, I'm saying I thought the push was going to be relevant to his point. <laughs> I hate people bring up like, I like tomatoes. Why? Well, ain't no wrong with apples. I, who, who said anything about an apple? But you know what it he, reminds me of? It's like, all caps. Says grown <laughs> black men. What, what? He didn't negate the fact that women. He's talking about something particular. Specific. It mm-hmm. sounds to me like when we address violence in our communities, by police people saying things like well there's black on black crime and we need to solve that first like that's that and that's Ah. not 
Because truth of the noise. Because the truth of the matter is like even oh, we have to get each other to care about one another first. First of all, a lot of y'all bitches being mean to other black women because you want the you want to look good and get the what's the word? Basically because you're pick me's. Yeah, the acceptance of you want like, the that's why this was written. Right. Hello? That's literally So what if this- the black man be nice to us, you're gonna have to be nice to us and you don't wanna do that because you wanna be picked meat over meat. Which is weird. Why do you want to be picked by them? Anyway. There was a woman, actually, if I can go into my comments. Yes. I posted a picture of my outfit. Sickening outfit. Shout out to Kwame Aduse for Which sending one? me the outfit. The one with the tights. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shout out to couple. Kwame Aduse for getting me that uh, express so I could wear it. And it's exactly what I envisioned. Whatever. This man commented and said, how you half naked for a comedy show? Hmm. And so there's a comment thread that forms underneath this because I pinned it. And this, and people are talking to him like, how are you policing a woman's body? How are you a grown man? And why do you think that's okay to say today? And she's fully covered. And what's your definition of half naked, blah, blah, blah. This woman comes in and comments and says, and I, <laughs> one thing that's always going to piss me off is when people capitalize BM and BW for black man and black woman. I just know they're mm-hmm. of a very specific school of thought that I don't agree with. Anyways, so she says, dang, they attacking the black man for protecting a black woman. You thought shaming me was protection? They're protecting you from what? Thank you. I'm confused. Then I looked at her pictures, and I saw everything I needed to see. That's so interesting to me. I'll give more context and say I looked at her family photos, and it gave me everything I needed to know. Well. Mm Mm-hmm. But that language is important that a lot of times they don't know what protection looks like. Mm. To them, shame is protection. Mm -hmm. To them, you know, berating someone and making them feel smaller in an attempt to humble them, the best thing that you can do is to be humble. When you out here showing all that skin and doing too much, like, you're putting yourself at risk to think that you could possibly be bigger than you actually are. Slow down. Like, so let let me do this for you. That's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, I think it's a learned behavior, though, from slavery. Absolutely. Absolutely. They use shame to, well, they shame us into submission. And I think a lot of people feel like that tactic works because Mm -hmm. that's how they they were introduced to it. And I think it's important to also note, like, when we talk about learned behaviors from slavery, we don't just simply mean something happened during slavery that still exists in our communities today like we i feel like we talk about it as if there's this gap that exists but there are active things that happen generationally that contribute to this learned behavior sticking hold and so i'm even thinking like learned behavior based on what happened in her household what looks like it might be happening in her marriage or whatever like the things that are being projected onto her are things that she learned and internalized and was brainwashed that's a a big word and it feels like a unnecessary word but that's essentially what happens like you are manipulated into believing something to be true yeah there's a system i think the system that supports slave i would say slavery at large to your point has trickled down Mm -hmm. so you have once where let's shame you into submission so you don't get beaten and then even some some uh dietary practices all those things kind of just trickle down and so to your point as you made at your show we kind of need a whole new system mm-hmm. yeah. because we're trying to, it's almost like I used to do this when I would get super creative with clothes growing up and you start to like distress them or you cut them and you ruin the pants, the pants. Mm-hmm. Are <laughs> but so now, you, so now you're just trying to do some more stuff to kind of salvage it, but it's ruined. Mm-hmm. Get yes. a new pair of pants. Mm-hmm. And I think what's happening in these systems is we need a whole new pair of pants. We're mm-hmm. trying to make these pants cute again. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Let it go. The pants it's giving jorts. It's giving jorts. <laughs> 
<laughs> at this point, now mind you, it's really giving. I don't cut the pants in half and try to make sleeves. Like I'm, I'm just doing stuff. I'm just doing stuff. Yes. And honestly, that's what we're happening in, in these systems of oppression. They're just doing things mm-hmm. because it's not going to work, man. We just need a whole new system. Mm-hmm. But again, I think this is lazy rhetoric, and I, and I hate that black women, black people in general, are adopting these archaic narratives that haven't even proven to work, man. That's the part that gets me. Like, where has this kind of logic, where have you seen results? And you know what? This? In their household. With oh. their girlfriend who's insecure and don't really oh. say nothing and just allow, allow them to live their oh, life and the do whatever they want. the results are the submission. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or the privilege. Now she, now she, yes, mm-hmm. now she is broken. Yeah, I also think the privilege and the access to what is quote unquote success or having made it. And so like maybe a woman who covers up more has been proven to get a man or get a ring and like, I don't know, just in your world, that's what's proven to work for you. And the prize that you think is a prize isn't actually a prize because it's actually a prison. I might be a poet. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It was on accident. All I'm saying is the things that we are sacrificing to get the things that we think are going to satisfy us um, actually do not. And they limit us in a big way. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I want all of us to be free. You know, before I read this next one, I do want to just, like, give color to it as well. Like, one thing that, what they be saying, um, an ick for me Mm -hmm. is when I'm, like, out at, say I get invited to one of those, like, influencer mixers, right? And I see a bunch of beautiful women. Mm Mm-hmm. Surrounded by weird, ugly <laughs> ass little men, <laughs> and it has to do with that pick me culture that they think that this man has something or will get them in because he is this, and they got to be with the boys instead of just being them. Like, baby, you standing alone gives way more power and way more just command than you standing next to that weirdo. He's weird. And it's just like, I don't know what our obsession is with wanting. And I, I do know what our obsession is. It's our daddy issues. It's all of the things of wanting to be accepted by a black man, wanting to be loved, wanting to make a black man proud, wanting to feel like you can be his equal to some. I get it. But we got to let that go because it's it's really, it. like you said, it's not giving what you think it's going to give. They're just not there yet. A lot of them. I think it'll be unfair to ignore misogyny and patriarchy though if you think about women's desire to be in proximity to men mm-hmm. you know what yeah, i'm saying because absolutely. that's play a really big part absolutely. in this idea that whether it's closer to safety mm. whether physical safety or financial safety or mm-hmm. more so financial security but i think those two things play a really big part in women thinking that i need a man mm-hmm. i know yeah. women who don't necessarily need a man i'm using need loosely here think they do mm-hmm. or think they almost have to i'm trying to give an example you know how some people just think that like, I'm good, but I have to make room for this guy. Even though I'm good, but I have to leave room for a guy because society says I do. Mm. Even though I, I might not even want one, I might not, whatever. Mm. I think there's also this trope about biological clocks. I won't get into my whole little theory about it, but I think even, I think we have weaponized um, <laughs> women's biological clocks. You know, I think that yeah. women definitely have a biological clock, don't get me wrong, but I think it puts this uncomfortable pressure on women to settle. Yeah. <clears throat> because mm-hmm. their clock is ticking and mm-hmm. we have been so pervasive in this idea that your clock is ticking so you have to I'm 29 I'm 30 men suck but <laughs> let I me need, get one right let me get one because this clock is ticking men and suck I, <laughs> but but you know I have to get pregnant <laughs> because there's also a lot of value in me being pregnant there's a there's value in my ability because also cis women 
have weaponized their ability to give birth mm. as as a, as affirmation of their womanhood. And so if I don't give mm. birth as this woman I'm proclaiming to be, mm. what kind of woman would I then be? And I think, mm. again, we have to restructure how we think about ourselves and how we think about the position people hold in society because it's unfair. So losing game, if you think that you have to become more of this or less of this to be validated. To be what you already are. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Diamond says... Come on, Diamond. Operative word, unprovoked. They live underneath our post spewing the most toxic, hateful things to complete strangers. We don't even know <laughs> these people. It's giving obsessed. Mm-hmm. Now, you know I relate. I know you relate. Mm-hmm. You don't care. Me and OBO had a conversation the other day about a little breakdown that I was having oh. because of my comment section. It was so stupid. And I'm embarrassed. No, like, it's, I, honest. <laughs> it's honest. It was, yes. So this lady had gotten under my comments. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a man, but it was still just like people. And we'll we'll get back to this. But she got under my comments and just started just being weird. And like... I removed her. I went to check first. Like, does this person even follow me? Because I always do that. Like, you know, so that I can try to figure out what's going on. I removed her as a follower. I let her know. I said, girl, like, you don't even have to be worried about my post anymore if they offend you. Like, you have been removed. Have a great day. Be blessed. And we start getting into this little thing. And it is so weird because I don't know you and you don't know me. What is happening? And so I call OBO like, how do you just, like, not care? Like, how do you just, like live your life whatever he was like i call my <clears throat> friends i'm like damn uh-huh. should have did that yeah just read them with us it's okay <laughs> just, put, just put a picture in the chat we'll read her down <laughs> and then you'll feel much better and then just feel better move on but <laughs> i'm gonna start blocking people i don't know if that's the way no but... i have done that though now mm-hmm. every time i get one negative comment you get too many so i don't know what to tell you <laughs> but um i literally because what i realize is it's a hate bandwagon and mm. when people see their community there, they're like, oh, pet, it's safe. Then it, it builds. And then it's more people saying things. So as soon as I see it, even one or two, I delete it. Well, first I block the person, and then I delete their comment so that you understand, like, this is not the home for that. Yeah. Um, but in related in response to this, it's like, it's one thing when it's bots and weird people who are saying things. It's another thing when it's, like, grown black men, and when you click their profile, they got women families, moms, I love my mom, she the best thing in the world, and she's a a dark-skinned black woman like you. And it's like, what's happening? Crazy things are happening. Crazy things are happening. Yeah, this girl, woman, sorry, I forgot her name. Michaela something. She went viral recently for calling people ugly, and they were all reading her for that. She's a TikToker, pretty popular. I forgot, but she did a video where she was saying that she wants to date a man who actually likes her. And the guy was like, "Is not a duh. She's like, no, I think I meet so many men who do not like women outside mm-hmm. of the sexual context. True that. Mm-hmm. She was like, I want to be with a guy who actually enjoys me, doesn't look for every reason to avoid me, but actually enjoys me. And I think that plays a really big part in this whole conversation, too. Because I think women just in general have conditioned themselves to believe that my man probably won't want to spend great time with me, which in turn kind of sucks. Like mm-hmm. I, Again, I, I fret for straight women. I tell you all the time. Fret I, is crazy. For real. Like, <laughs> what's how I know? There's a few reasons why I know sexuality is not a choice, because Jesus Christ, who would? Yeah. Um, like, what are we doing here? Come on, guys. This is It's getting jokey. And I think what sucks now is it used to be like a certain archetype of guy. But now, even I look, I look at my cishet friends, I'm like, I can't even pinpoint what kind of guy is going to give you what. The guys with good careers, seemingly sound childhoods, seemingly progressive. 
still hold space, kind of like they do with homophobia. You know what I'm saying? You can be the most educated, well-to-do, and we're cool. I'm thinking we're rocking. And I hear some stuff come out your mouth. And I'm like, wait a minute. Now, how, how we get to? But again, people just hold space for certain amounts of homophobia, misogyny, patriarchy. It just becomes, uh, uh, yeah, anyways. But yeah, good luck, women. I feel like sometimes what we have to do, too, with the men in our lives, like not just our partner, well, our partners, too. Yeah. But unfortunately, we got to play a little game where sometimes we let it be safe for some bullshit to come out. Like we mm. say some pick me shit every now and then. Oh. Like, <laughs> yo, like, don't you hate it when bitches be posting them selfies and like talking all that stupid shit about how they love themselves and they yeah, winning man. and they just so proud. of And then they put the little quotes in between about like, don't you hate that shit? Like, don't you feel like that shit is so self-righteous? And what? <laughs> and then wait, no, seriously, so that you can see like the unfiltered bullshit come out, listen to it, and then have a real conversation. For sure, I thought we all did that. That wasn't that wasn't. Con- oh, I don't do that. I don't invite the conversations. Remember that one time you invited a terrible conversation to my friendsgiving. Wait, wait, see what? How stuff? <laughs> see how I get stuff. See how I get. I even did nothing. See what conversation? You don't when recall I, the conversation about from that good man? Yeah, from that good man that you love so much. And the thing is, and I got sucked is, right the, into the it, The podcast too. is live, though. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well. <laughs> well. Got it. Got it. You're correct. Um, <clears throat> well, yes. I remember that time. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't invite the conversations. I don't want to have them. <laughs> I just need to know. I'm not going to invite a big one. But I need to know, like, I get sick of seeing them feminine dudes walking around, right? <laughs> and if you give... Exactly. I'm so sick of them. There Top is a the creator on TikTok. His name is Jay Salazar. I think so. I could have just made that up, but I think it's Jay Salazar, and he's mm-hmm. a teacher. Um, and he had this. The whole reason I started following him is that he was doing. He had these things like how you test the waters meeting new people, and he would just find these really funny ways to insert like quote unquote woke language into regular conversation, and then give the eyes just to see how people <laughs> would be looking. Um, like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. I wonder if they have a gender neutral one. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta send them to y'all It's very funny Yeah you need to yeah. do that Nowadays Cause you'll be surprised What you hear uh, mm. I just be sitting back My granddaddy said um, I don't know what he said actually But <laughs> I used to know it by heart But he said If you If you If you listen to somebody Talk long enough To tell you everything You need to know mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. Yeah I be observing But I do not go provoking Absolutely the fuck not <laughs> I'm disinterested Do it in my everyday life Don't want to do it in like physical proximity to somebody because I might I might cuss you out you know I I might make everybody in the room uncomfortable I might be that friend that can't go nowhere because I'm going to talk about the things that need to be talked about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I have friends coming over saying I'm going to do it (laughs) because you miss it miss making people uncomfortable I know I haven't been around like a homophobic environment in so long Mm. but like back when I was active in my chapter favorite thing to do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, man, wifey tripping. And mind you, I, I was single the entire time. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, like, same. My boyfriend be going up. I can't stand when he do all that. And mind you, he brought some fleets. You guys know what fleets are? Everybody know what fleets are? So there's tops and bottoms. And I'm explaining everything. Damn. I can't wait. And everybody's like, oh, yo, like, all right, bro. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. I thought we was chatting. We're chit-chatting. Mm-hmm. I want to chit-chat. Yeah. Are we not brothers? I thought we was talking about our host. I thought we was talking. Yeah. thought we were chitting and chatting. Mm-hmm. My bad. We're brothers. I love it. That's what Everybody I thought. Give me a high five. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all, um, I'm going to make this last one very brief. I already see the name. Yeah, I'm and over. I'm upset that we're here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make I'm going to make it brief because okay. we've already spoken about it too much. And also, um, I went to the exact article 
mm-hmm. that I looked at and the messages have been deleted. Wow. I went on Twitter to see some of the things that I liked and was going through. It's gone. Screenshotting so, from here it's on cool. out. It's screenshotting from here on out because it's crazy how information can get pulled that quick. Also, mm-hmm. the text messages have been reported as inadmissible in court as well. Wow. So, yeah. Somebody got to have it. I got to have it. Da, 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 da. I got the habit. All right. Everybody stay on track. (laughs) Something about when the music hits us. If only we can memorize lyrics. Well. Now um, you didn't have to do the shade. (laughs) So Jonathan Major's texts with his ex have been released. Um, And there were some messages that, you know, it, it... They're having conversations about him wanting to commit suicide because he feels like he's just not a good person. But it's very gaslighting, kind of, you know, trying to make her feel like all of these emotions so that she's not able to see her own clearly. Um, And then there was conversation from her saying, like, I'm not going to press charges. I, You know that I want to be with you, ultimately. I'm going to tell them that I fell. And all of these things that are very obvious of what has happened. Like, it's very clear what's going on. I found some of the language. Oh, perfect. Go ahead. Um, Or do you need a second? I need a second. I just know that I found it. Perfect. So the reason I want to talk about it very briefly is because, Megan, sis, like, what are you doing in that courtroom? And how do you feel in that courtroom hearing this as a woman who just left a relationship she didn't feel safe in for whatever reasons or didn't feel happy in like for you to be sitting there and listening to not just the messages but it's all very clear to us Mm -hmm. that regardless of what has happened this man assaulted this woman this man hurt this woman she had no desire to make this a public thing, it unfortunately became public when he decided to put his hands on her in public. What are your thoughts on that? Which part? Sorry, go ahead, Lene. No, I was just going to offer to read these two things, yeah. but you guys continue. Yeah. No, no. no. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm just going to read. It's not like the actual thread, but it has like excerpts in here. So <clears throat> according to an article on Vulture.com, disturbing texts between Jonathan Majors and his ex, Grace Jabari, have been unsealed as evidence to his domestic violence trial. According to copies of the messages from a court filing review by People, Majors encouraged Jabari not to get medical treatment for a physical injury he seemingly caused six months before the alleged assault at the center of the trial. He says, I fear you have no perspective of what could happen if you go to the hospital. He texted her in September of 2022. They will ask you questions. And as I don't think you actually you will actually protect us, it could lead to an investigation, even if you do lie and they suspect something. Jabari responded that if she went to the doctor, she would say she had bumped her head and that she would she said she would wait another day, but noted that she couldn't sleep and needed stronger painkillers. Who that's all. And. Uh, she would bump her head. That's all. Why would I tell them what really happened when it's clear when I when it's clear I want to be with you? She asked. Majors threatened suicide in the conversation, texting, I need love too, or maybe I'm such a monster and a horrible man, I don't deserve it, and I should just kill myself. In this way, my existence is miserable. I want to die. Jabari said she wouldn't see a doctor if he didn't feel safe or trust her, reiterating, I promise you I would never mention you, but understand your fear. Per the cut, Majors also pointed out that she had not hugged him that morning. After, again, degrading himself as a monster who was not capable of love, he declared that he was no longer just contemplating suicide. I'm killing myself soon, was the text. Jabari told him he couldn't say that she would have to tell someone, and she apologized for not hugging him that morning. 
So. <clears throat> the I first. Like we just talked about this. Which what? Partners yeah. threatening suicide. Yeah. Yeah. The sadder part about this is it seems like this became a conversation because this woman was in so much pain that it was like, I have to actually go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that I'm okay. Why was she in pain, Sam? Because this man beat her up. That man she's protecting? Correct. Okay, I just want to make sure that was clear. Yeah. She said, why would I say something? If it's clear, I want to be with you. But I really need to go to the hospital if that's okay with you. That's insane. And you threatened suicide after you hit this woman. She's in so much pain that she wants to go to the hospital. But it gives me a level of immaturity of just like you haven't even gotten to the place of understanding. Mm, that's another conversation. It's right a now. level of immaturity that unfortunately a lot of niggas are not going to see because he laced it in this very heady and condescending language. I fear you do not understand. Oh, I hate an immature nigga who has read a vocabulary. Book. Like that that's the that really bothers me. A because book is strong. A okay. An article. Okay. All right. <laughs> has overheard words. Overheard words. In a conversation. Because they have six buzzwords. Six. It's <laughs> I fear that it's the uh, I fear you have no perspective of what could happen. What? I fear your version of getting dressed as monk straps and skinny jeans. At this point, oh. I am not going back and forth with a camel coat. I I, I just feel like <laughs> you know, I'm not. And so I think that this becomes That escalated. Okay, I'm going to answer your original question because you are unserious. Oh, sorry. I was asking, is there is there ever space? Cause we were talking, you were talking about Megan when, when, you, when, mm-hmm. I, when I was going to ask the question. And my question was, is there ever space for reconciliation or um, – I guess reconciliation is the only word that comes to mind after doing something like that to a woman. I think there is. Mm. And I'll tell you what it looks like. <laughs> Maybe I misunderstood the question, but go ahead. You didn't. You didn't, you didn't misunderstand. <laughs> and I think that we will ultimately, because when I say reconciliation, yeah. I don't mean we cool again, we doing anything again, no. But I do have someone in my life that, at a point, and when we were much younger, put their hands on me. No, 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 no. Sorry, let me, let me make sure I'm clear. Not for grace, for the if you were a oh for us to be in a relationship again. A person, no, for if you were the new woman, like for Megan, right? You mm-hmm. heard that this person has a past mm-hmm. of this. Is there space for me to think you'll be different with me? Oh, absolutely not. No, I wasn't unfortunately. And I, I know that in some world, like mm-hmm. women want to believe that, and <clears> that's fine. And I don't judge or put that. But as for me and my household, the moment that I find out that you had the gall to put your hands on a woman, I'm kind of good. I don't want to find out. Like I don't even want to like on the off chance. And now you have to explain to me why like this isn't who you really are. But like I just don't want to. It's the head shakes <laughs> in the studio right now. <laughs> it's, I don't want to do it. Okay. It's, it's absolutely fuck not for me. And like out of my own safety. And I hate that for people who may actually have the capacity to change. But I feel like what we've seen is that they don't. Yeah. What we've seen is that if you hit me once, you will hit me again. And if you hit somebody once, you will hit another person again. If you're able to master that same level of manipulation and power over them. And they may not see it coming. It's just like, because I just feel like 
it's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate for that one person who literally may have hit someone once in their life and like disgusted themselves and scared themselves, went to get therapy, went to anger management, went to all these things. I really hate it for them. But if you're that person, you would have to lie to me five years into our relationship and we would have to go through ups and downs and highs and lows. You would have had to scream and throw some shit at the wall, but on the other side of the room and like never have given me an inclination that you would put your hands on me for me to be like, oh, wow, baby, like I'm so proud of you. And like I can stand. It would take a lot because from what we've seen with abusive men, they will take that opportunity every time their patience is tried past their limit. And that's what it is. We talked about patience with parenting. Like it's the same with abusive individuals, not knowing how to use their words, not knowing how to communicate, not knowing how to be there for somebody else, not knowing how to extend themselves. Like if you get to throwing hands when you get upset and don't feel understood, that's it. That's it. And that's all you always will. But that's the part for me too, that, and it's not to be, I'm going to just say it how it's coming to me and we can fix it later. Okay. What I'm getting from this woman who you've put your hands on and she's still like, oh, but I want to be with you. I'm not that. You mm-hmm. put your hands on me where I'm wilding out. You know what I'm saying? And I'm probably wilding out prior to because that's just how I am. I'm just a little wild. like. <laughs> and so to me, if somebody who actually is forgiving, is open to conversation with you after intense moments like that, um, probably just has a little bit more of a like subtle demeanor. I'm not like I give reason for somebody to lose their their mind on me. I I am mm-hmm. the person mm-hmm. that makes it difficult, you know. Oh, I get it. So if it's I'm in not, you, it's definitely gonna be. You know what I'm saying? You. So if so it's it in you, so it can't be in you at all. I'm not the person for you because I just know that I require patience. That's just me. I require patience. I require grace. I require a person that understands that just because I'm upset or just because I'm having a moment does not mean that I'm upset with you or I'm having a moment at you. Like, you can't take everything personally And that's also me. what we find with abusive motherfuckers. Like, every time I, I got a stomachache. So you saying I don't feed you? You saying you don't love me? What? So you saying I make you uncomfortable? Huh? Why are you sitting over there? Did I do something? Like, like everything becomes per- internalized and is then projected. So, like, honestly, honestly, when this news first came out, there was one <laughs> interview that I'd seen with him on some late show. And I just thought he was, like, socially awkward because I had the biggest crush on him. He was my Hollywood husband. And I just thought he was, like, socially awkward. And I even texted my friend. I was like, oh, girl, I could never meet him in person. The crush would completely go away because what I'm seeing here is, like, he just don't got, like, social cues and things like that. And I'm making – I'm connecting dots in my head. Like, well, that makes sense. He's a thespian. And maybe he's just a little bit more removed and da-da-da. And then once I saw what happened and then what people who had to work with him had said, I was like, oh, this person has been performing for us for a very long time. And this is exactly how someone who – acts up and private would behave in public to come off as something perfect and pristine and soft and like he's been performing to us and so even seeing these messages all of it makes sense to me mm-hmm. all of it goes right up the, the same tree the apple's not falling far at all you know so isn't that um, literally a sociopath or is that a i cycle? mean sociopaths do a lot Okay, but the person that is able to like pay attention to social cues or the way that they should respond and then they take that on even though they are completely disconnected from actual human emotions, is that a sociopath or is that a psychopath? Or is that men? Oh. I think we're ready for the big 
I think we're done for the day. Um, <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> um, I don't, I can't, I'm th- reaching back into my textbook and it's not coming to me. So sorry, I can't confirm or deny that. Okay. Um, but it's part of the, the shtick, you know, for serial killers. Okay. For a lot of them. Um, oh, Big Kahuna, you said. Mm. All right. So our Big Kahuna of the week, we're actually going to talk about a young black girl um, who, I'm going to choose my words wisely, who was attacked at school, a black teen girl being referred to as Bree because she is a minor, confronted a group of white students over an alleged racist statement. While the tensions were high, there was no violence when she first confronted them. And as the students walked away, she made one final comment in which one of the white male students heard, turned around and lashed out at her, blew up on her, approached her aggressively, calling her the N-word and pushed her. And when she went to defend herself, he started to punch her in the face. She had a broken nose after being physically attacked and taking multiple racial slurs. Um, however, she is also being suspended. People are calling this a clear hate crime, but the story is blowing up because the school system has has not done anything to account for that. Now, I'm going to stop there. It's a lot. We've already kind of preempted this with our first niggas online. It is custom in school, even if another student starts an altercation, if a student is involved in an altercation, they all get suspended. Mm-hmm. Y'all say your things because mine is very short and to the point. Okay. And I feel like it encapsulates the things. Mine has to do with the fact that, especially in public school systems, there's a need to advocate or treat special situations, hate crimes, the way that in our legal system we treat hate crimes. Now, I'm not saying that you can that you're going to arrest these people and put them under the jail which we should but i am saying that there's a difference between two students having an altercation and two students having an altercation that is based on the way someone looks who they are their race their religion beliefs orientation like these are things that they're in those fundamental stages we have to have discussions about them you have to understand how you and Brittany going back and forth because y'all like the same man is not the same as you calling Brittany a nigger mm-hmm. like it's just not so school sucks yeah mm-hmm. um, a lot of things suck today huh mm-hmm. but yeah I just think that school is lazy in so many ways I think what te- I think we can kind of get a gist of that from what teachers are being paid um, and so I, and so oh I think God. because school is such a lazy place, they tend to not want to do any work to make you better um, and do a mm. lot of work to just keep you in line, which is why I think grades, the way the grades are set up, which is why I think punishment is how punishment is set up. It's just easy. You know, both of y'all get suspended. I don't, I don't want to do the work to figure out who did what, why, when, where. Just suspend them. If a fight happened, suspend. Who cares? Because I don't have time to care. It's too many students. It's too much going on. Like, what's the grades? Like, you're more important than an A or B or a C or D. But this is the best way to encapsulate knowledge and intelligence sure you know and i like to attendance there's just so much nuance that in my opinion the school system does not a lot for and i get why again there's a lot happening at once but i think in these scenarios I don't get why. You, well actually you're right i don't know i get right either now yeah. i say it out loud you're good yeah yeah i mean because even with all the things that are going on there's so much shit that goes on that doesn't need to go on there's so much diplomatic bureaucratic shit that goes on in the school system that is completely irrelevant and 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 leaves a teacher unable like i do think a teacher 
could and would love to wear more than one hat if they weren't bogged down with all the paperwork that they have to do with all of like the the boxes they have to check in with all of the it's just a lot it's a lot just imagine corporate rules and regulations like on teachers in a way that requires the teacher to pick up the slack for the filing and all the things like it's far too much um but with that said i i don't see why the efforts that are being placed in all the bullshit aren't being redirected to take care of our children mm-hmm. to be safe places for our children to kids spend one third of their day in school they spend one third sleeping and one third of their day in school and to be around a bunch of adults who do not care or in a in a place where the majority of adults do not care about their well-being and because they have so much bullshit on their plate and because they're not getting paid it's a recipe for disaster but all i was going to say is like while this might be a custom for kids to be expelled for engaging in altercation what pisses me off to no end about this particular thing is it falls in line with the same school of individuals who want to jump to equality before enacting equity Mm -hmm. because in this situation it's not two students who are being disciplined for their actions it is one student that you could show that you were willing to protect yeah and so and like it's getting it a bit of a personal story I just had a student who I had a student who needed help I had a student who I'm not going to get into her business but she was she would just be caught doing things at school mm-hmm. with boys mm-hmm. um, and at one point she was assaulted and at the point that she was assaulted instead of us taking inventory of the things that are happening with her and like intervening in a real and impactful way Mm -hmm. she's just suspended along with the rest of the boys the boys are let back in school and so no one's being protected and so all we see is discipline all we're getting is discipline and black girls more often than anybody else are being disciplined in schools actually they're being suspended at disproportionate rates the georgetown town law center for poverty and inequities initiative on gender justice and opportunity and the RISE research team at NYU did a study on the 2017 to 2018 school year that found that compared to white girls, black girls are 4.19 times more likely to receive out-of-school suspension, 3.99% times more at risk for expulsion, 3.66 times more at risk for being arrested at school, 5.34 times more likely to be transferred to a different school for disciplinary reasons. And when we see these videos come across the internet, whether it was the one that Tyrese reposted, whether it's this one featuring this teenage girl, but how many times that, and it was such a long time ago, but when that young girl was like slammed on the ground, do y'all remember that? She Mm -hmm. was like sitting at a table and the police came in and slammed her on the ground. Mm Like, we see black girls featured in this, being adultified, being criminalized. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about the, the school-to-prison pipeline, but it's it's insane. It's insane to think about how little children are being treated and for the right side of this country's political system to be so gung-ho about the protection of children from whatever the fuck they say. They have no problem with young black kids, especially black girls, being manhandled and mangled. There was another video when Say Her Name became a movement that depicted some young girls being thrown around by police officers like outside of a pool party or something. Mm-hmm. We're so, we are too desensitized to seeing black girls being flung around and people saying that's terrible and going back to minding their business. You really don't care. That does not phase you. 
I think it's people, I think a lot of people can pacify not caring or put it off as <coughs> people who should care or are employed to care don't care. So, you know what I mean? Like if the police don't care, if the teachers don't care, if the administration doesn't care, who am I to care? I'm not even being paid to care. Pay is a little loose because, again, I've seen what teachers get paid. But I don't know. To your point, I think all that's super valid. I just don't know what has to happen. Because you're right, you're talking about people who are not incentivized financially mm-hmm. and who are overworked to then do more work. Because I remember being in school and we fought every Friday. And so minimum, just because that's just how it went. I you just know? thought of like looking forward to Fridays because of fried chicken, chicken tender Friday, sorry. With we the did have fried chicken mustard too. in the roll. Mm-hmm. That was really what we I looked forward to. Yeah, that too, and the random milk that mm-hmm. the, all lunch went with. But yeah, mm-hmm. people, students. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was the end of the day, you know, it was going to be a fight, you know? And I think people were like yeah. low-key planning to fight on Fridays. Mm-hmm. And so teachers kind of felt like I can't teach and babysit. You know, I'm not going to teach and break up fights and da 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 So I think when I was like in late elementary school, maybe middle school, they got these little buttons in the schools where teachers would just push a little button. Mm-hmm. And that's how the people, would, the administrator would come or the security mm-hmm. would come. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it'd be so many fights that day that you can't, it can't be everywhere at once. And so again, it's just like, how do we protect students because to both of y'all's point this is not equal you said this mm-hmm. is this, it's a big difference between fighting over a boy mm-hmm. and defending yourself and i think self-defense does pl- change the game a little absolutely bit absolutely it does and it also to me sends a message right that standing up for yourself is inherently wrong correct mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and so they have to, so again not only do i care about your well-being it sounds like no one's caring about your matriculation. Like mm-hmm. you as a person who's going to evolve from this, mm-hmm. knowing and having good information doesn't think this is a very big part of the pot either. So it just sucks. Especially if school serves as a replica for the world, right? Because that's what it is. It serves as a place to show you what the real world, sure. quote unquote, is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's these different classes. Classes are jobs. Like they're different things where you have a goal, you have projects you have to do, you have tests. Like it's just training you to be able to keep a job for real um, or just understand how to work with others in the workforce and all of those things. Um, what it tells us about the world is that defending your standing up for your blackness, it's not safe to do that here. It is not professional. It is not okay. It is not supported. And that's just what it is. Oh, so it is a replica of the world. Got it. Correct. Absolutely. So there's where it's a little, you know, like there's a big question of what do we need to do because it's not only a problem in our schools, it's a problem in our lives. And so how can we then say like, how can we be so outraged as I'm just talking about it and learning it in real time right now that our babies don't have a chance to defend their blackness when if I'm even as a freelancer, as an entrepreneur, there are times where I feel slighted. I can't tell such and such like, I didn't really like how you did such and such because as a African-American, Caribbean-American woman, it made me feel like this because we're, cause I, I need, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how that can affect my check or how that can affect future collaborations. So there's a big issue here. And no one's unaware of that. People who have power are, are not unaware of their power. People who are who don't have the power are also not unaware that they're. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. it's this whole transference of that that doesn't make. No one really wins in this scenario. Well, then again, let me go back. Some people think. You know, oh, some, absolutely. <laughs> somebody wins. Somebody wins, but I think it just becomes a very <clears throat> tough. We just don't win. Fair, and and even school being a replica of the real world, I think so much about how 
the world as in the fourth grade is going to be very different than when you become a full functioning adult. Like even though it's going to be new jobs, it's going to be new everything. And so this idea that we're, we're preparing you for this workforce that looks, it's going to look very different than the workforce. But even now, my parents was like, you know, when I was in school, math ain't changed, school ain't changed. That's sad. It should have changed in the past 50 years, girl. Have you, the math you was, has definitely changed. Math I don't know what math like is. really math. evolved. Math is, <laughs> like, <laughs> math is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm telling you>. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? Like, <laughs> we actually need to use it now, <laughs> which is the crazy part. Well, so, yeah, yeah I don't, the math was never my thing. Once I got the signs, cosines, and tangents, it was like, girl, I'm about to go a tangent. I think that money. was, oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. That's what you did. Mm-hmm. That was, was my favorite shit. It was a dub for me. Um... But no, I I think you make good points. And to your point earlier, we need new shit. We need yeah. new shit. And the reason no one is unaware that this shit isn't working, but this shit is working for someone. Correct. This shit is working for the people who have bought into it and are vested in it. And this is what their their daily lives consist of picking up a phone and telling them telling people what the policy say and saying, so sorry, I can't help you and putting it down. And they're getting their check. Yeah. They're sitting pretty. They're sitting nice. And, and the the implications of this raggedy system is not affecting them and theirs because they know enough to protect and insulate them and their families from it. Um, but I just mm. saw a teacher the other day and, and it's a brief tangent. Um, <laughs> but it's connected to all of this. Still, this teacher was getting on the internet, really exasperated telling us like, y'all don't know how bad it is as far as like kids in school and how they're performing. And right now I think it's, third graders through seventh graders i think those are like the pandemic the pandemic gap yeah and just how kids are not reading on grade level and they're still reading like three grade levels behind and they're not showing up to take tests and he said something very quick that sent him in another direction he said an inability to read on grade level connects to all these other things like you feeling discouraged and intimidated by the work and not wanting to pay attention that leading to behavior problems and then that's when the light bulb clicked for him and he said the school to prison pipeline is based in the predictive behaviors based off third grade level reading scores and how prisons will determine the amount of beds they need by third grade level reading scores Mm -hmm. and so we also have a pandemic we're thinking about the way the pandemic affected black people with work and how many of our family members died because they were essential workers but it's going to have these lasting effects on us because we're always being adversely affected it's always gonna it's always gonna rain down on us so like when i see these schools that are being built that are super gung-ho into the whole teppery and whatever the fuck like these are the options we're making for ourselves because we literally see that if you can kill us you will mm-hmm. if you can leave us to be the most adversely affected you will you will find a way to actually make that happen so other children with more access and more privilege and more money can be light years ahead of us no funny shit i went to a hotel school did you yes and i think i shared this story one time about because identity was a very big thing for us like when you used to tease people based on what they looked like or their characteristics you would get called out. Did I tell you about the time I had a crush on this boy and he cut his dreads and mm. I had to write that apology letter? What? Child, <laughs> what? I had a crush on this boy, Jalil Shabazz. Hey, I'm joking. Ah! But Jalil I had a Jalil Shabazz. That was his name. And his dad had a little, not a little band because it was a pretty cute little um, community band. But um, yeah, so Jalil had the dreadlocks. His dad used to play the drums and whatever. He was like very connected with the school's people. Um, and one day, first grade, Jalil cut his dreads off. 
because I went there from like preschool up until he cut his dreads off. And I didn't understand what it felt like to like a person, you know? Mm -hmm. I just knew I was giggly inside. Mm -hmm. And this boy that I liked so much did something new. Mm-hmm. couldn't stop laughing was oh. i laughing at him no i was a, i was six like mm-hmm. but i couldn't contain it like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like how we had our moments earlier like of just like when you just feel like kiki key inside and you just can't I stop what you're talking about <laughs> so they you know pulled me to the side yeah you're gonna need to stop laughing because you're making him feel bad this is new for him and it's not appropriate what you're doing couldn't stop laughing <laughs> They sent me to the principal's office. First, they sent me to the assistant principal. We can, we're we going to have to take this up a level if you do not stop laughing. You could possibly be... <laughs> you could possibly be suspended. <laughs> what? And it's just funny to me because you going to suspend somebody for laughing? Couldn't stop laughing. I laughed even more. Laughed harder. Because mm-hmm. now I'm uncomfortable and I'm nervous and mm-hmm. I just am laughing. It gets to the principal. They are writing me up. They are about to put my parents on the phone. I cannot stop <gasps> laughing. My grandpa get on that phone, the laughter stops. Okay. I was done. Okay. He came He came and picked me up and took me home. Hmm. And it was said that I had to write an apology and read it in front of the entire class to mm-hmm. Jalil, letting him know that he is beautiful how he looks and blah, blah, blah. I end up reading my apology. Jalil takes it from my hand and rips it up in front of the entire class. Dang. And my teacher looks at me and says, that's what you deserve. I cried for so long. Jalil could have had him a baddie, boy. (laughs) Missed Missed out on that one. But I share that very long story to say that in a school like that, we took these things seriously because these people understood what it felt like to have something like your hair criticized, your mm-hmm. skin colors cr- criticized, mm-hmm. who you are, who you like criticized, and how it could affect you in the long run. So they didn't play about things like that. But when you're in schools where, you know, identity is such a touchy topic because you don't, like you said, it's lazy. You don't want to do the work to mm-hmm. encourage or to protect someone's identity. It takes work. It takes conversations. It takes stopping the lesson. It takes having a, a collective maybe project or something with the class so that they can understand that my identity doesn't attack yours, but it, but it still means that it needs to be protected. It's important, and it means something, and it matters. That's work. They're not trying to do that there. Like when they said, everybody's behind. So if everybody's behind, including the parents, yeah. then what are we doing? Because I think people are saying, I want, I want to see parents – because even the girl in the oh yeah girl's appropriate because she was a minor in the video in the in the kitchen during niggas online she give that was my daughter my daughter she's getting a pizza a pizza party at my house you just said you're coming home to flowers you're coming home to whatever you want to watch on tv that's the, that's what's happening in my home and so i think but if we're not all on a collective page right then what are we saying <sighs> because even that kid even with my kid who stands up for herself even if she gets to be up well first of all that boy wouldn't have he wouldn't have made it home but i'm just if it was my child i'm just saying like, you just wouldn't have but i'm just saying like <laughs> As my daughter, though, you just, just being real, you would have. But as my daughter, you're not getting reprimanded for standing up for yourself mm-hmm. or defending your blackness. It's just not happening. But again, you're going to a school system where they don't care about you standing up for yourself. So mm-hmm. we're not all on a collective page. What are we doing? And I just, I just got like, I just got depressed because I'm imagining what you're saying. Just a random black father pops up in my brain, hearing what happens, wanting to come after said boy who shouldn't have made it home, yeah. and 
him being in danger of being arrested, him sure. being in danger of, I don't know, these white parents now assault and threatening charges, whatever the fuck. Like, sure. we have nowhere to go. We have no, and that's again, and I say again, if you've been on tours with me, you know I've been talking about it quite a bit. The Riverfront Brawl, that's why we were so happy about so that shit. Even... <laughs> that's why we were so excited. That's real. That's real. Because nobody got arrested. We were meeting in action with an equal and opposite reaction. We were protecting one another. Did shit get out of hand? Absolutely. <laughs> but we were ecstatic because the police officer was like, hey, you, Jared, stop it. Um, you know, we just got to do what we deserved. And rarely do we ever get a place to put our rage in a manner that's productive. And you might think that putting your hands on someone isn't, isn't, isn't productive, but why wouldn't it be when they put their hands on you? Why wouldn't it be? But I would also like to offer with what Obio said about that child wouldn't make it mm-hmm. home. There's levels to that, right? Because if it was, let's be real. If Sally Jr. got beat up by Rayshawn, Rayshawn's not making it home tonight because he's going to jail. He's going to jail. Because Sally Sr. is not playing that. And she's coming in there and saying, I want him arrested right now. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just have to learn how to play that same game of like, it's not even about me putting myself in danger. It's not about me coming here and beating up your child. But it's about the fact that your child assaulted my child. And I'm not playing that. So if y'all don't want to take care of it in a school system, that's cool. He can go and I can go ahead and get my representative, my legal representative, and we can handle it just, you know, in a big boy game. That's fine. You want to punch people? Great. Let's see how it works out behind bars. Both ways, though, because I'm going to still need mine. And I was speaking you, for me. Can you maybe fight dad? <laughs> dad can get it, too. Okay. Uncle, Uncle her, her, whoever need be. But Why Herbert got to be in it mine. because his son had tagged I don't know out. About, I don't know what you came to do, but I came to clap these hands. And so I'm telling you what I know. <laughs> <laughs> what I know for me and mine, mm-hmm. this is not going to. Especially my daughter got beat up by some boy in school. It's not happening. Oh, yeah. It's just not happening. I'm sorry. I hate to break I'm it to not going to lie. I hate to break I just, it to you. I'm sad for like what would happen in any of our lives to us if our daughters get beat up in school by a white boy. My son. He got beat up in school by a white boy? But Want somebody in school? On a white girl. One time. <laughs> it's the whisper in the hands <laughs> on the thing. Okay, moving on. Um, and he deserves grace. He was he a baby. Grace. He was in preschool. And it wasn't, you know, violent. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well. Sweet kid, but I don't know. Talk I, about I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> once again. I mean, yeah. I'm. What happened between the parents? Because once again, from a parental perspective, mm-hmm. If I find out my child was popped at daycare by some other kid, is the kid out of here? Yes or no? He eventually, I told him I would take my child home. I didn't even want to like, it was getting to the point where they were telling me like, the parents are concerned. I get, I'll just forget it. I'll homeschool him. And then I just, yeah. But so I, I, I do get it. I think there's, I mean, again, we all, we, we talk often about often, but we've had comment conversations about my mom and how whatever, but I will say little sis got active when it was time. Oh, this shit. I'll give her that little much. Well, okay. okay. Quick little story. It was snowing. <laughs> and you know when it's snowing, you don't know have a concept of who you are you're in because you're just running back and forth throughout the yards because it's snowing. Got it. Okay. It was a random time that it was snowing in Atlanta. Yeah, we were living in Atlanta. And um, this lady was yelling, like, get out my yard to us. And I guess my mom and dad were outside watching us play in the snow. And I guess my mom had told my dad. And one thing about my, my mom, I will say, when it comes to getting aggressive, she mean what she says. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. she was like, she was like, lady got one more time. 
And you know what I'm saying? And I heard my dad. She said that to your dad. To my dad. Okay. And my dad was kind of giving, like, you know, chill, you know, whatever. My dad was like nice guy vibes. The lady was like, keep your kids off the lawn. Jesus. So my mom goes and beats her up, goes to jail. Um, <laughs> that escalated no, no, the way yeah, it escalated, and you did escalate and with you the just, story. Right? It was so run of the mill. I think my mom's been to jail like three times since I've okay. been here. And my, okay. mom, and my mother had me, birthed me at 41. So she wasn't no spring Ooh, chicken. You see wow. what I'm saying? Right. And so she beats the lady up. They take her to jail. It was a Friday, or maybe it was Saturday, so it was a weekend. So they had to wait till the following Damn. Monday. Yeah. But again, that didn't stop her from doing it again. Because in my mind, I guess maybe because that's my own little version of how it goes down. But again, I just think when it comes to children, mm-hmm. if my, and this is me being serious for two seconds, if my kid doesn't feel protected anywhere else, yeah, yeah. they will feel protected by me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Like, that's none. for certain. Like if you don't know that you're going to be protected, if you, if you don't have, if you have to worry about anybody coming when you call, you will never have to worry about me coming. Absolutely. That's just a bigger thing. Because I feel like, again, so, as a black person, there's so many systems that are supposed, that are set up to be having, to have your back that don't. And I just feel like if your family, especially your nuclear family, then what are we talking about? At that point, you're abandoning black kids because mm-hmm. it's the only person, only people they have to advocate for them often is their parents because the school's not doing it, teachers ain't doing it, police ain't doing it, the neighborhood ain't doing it, especially if you got a couple of dollars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Let's um, give a deep side. <laughs> it's a deep side thing because we sucks. know it's yeah. so unfair, man. Mm-hmm. You're just advocating for yourself. So I need. How are y'all finding me? I'm sorry. These right wing groups keep finding my number. Mm. And so this one today says the party daily. Who thinks Biden should go to prison? Um. The party daily. So one person going to jail. You think everybody needs to go to jail? Please get the fuck out of here. Me and him not friends right now. Forget but my student loans. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. Where my student you don't get my information. Ooh. Do it for something useful. If so, anybody, no, I ain't gonna say that out loud. But go ahead. I have a question. <laughs> right. Okay. So, even though I know you guys are not parents yet, but like still thinking about your um your hypothetical kids, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are the ways that you would encourage them to protect themselves or advocate for them? Okay, I need you to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm smiling because I had the conversation say, with the guy I'm dating. Oh, often. good. Yeah, we have, okay, we have, cool. We have a scenario because I just need to know how you think. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I feel like as a queer person, maybe this is my time to add some little queer stuff to this conversation. I feel mm-hmm. like as queer people, I don't know that we think about trajectory in the same way as cis head people do. So a lot of my straight friends will ask certain questions they think are necessary questions to ask about what kind of parent you will be, your thoughts about homophobia, if your kid was to be gay, how would you respond, those kinds of things. But as a queer person, I don't know that we see longevity in that way to ask questions like that. Mm. But for me, I'm like shifting my mind to think about as I'm navigating dating, like, hey, how would you respond if our kid was X, Y, Z? Our kid comes home and says, hey, I feel queer. Are you going to shame them? Da, da, da. And I want to hear because if we are going to do life, I don't even know what kind of parent you want to be or see yourself mm-hmm. as. So I was just smiling because I'm thinking I've had these conversations. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like how would you encourage your child to advocate for themselves in public spaces, not just school, but in spaces where you as an adult know that they're not protected or that there's no grace for them? My kid is oh, going to be in go. some type of boxing jujitsu karate self-defense class because what i'm going to teach them is by all means like one like have i think the conversation with protection i think the conversation about protection starts with 
starts with safety up here. Mm-hmm. And I point it to my brain if you can't see me. Um, and so speaking with them about the things that they may hear, the things that may come across to them and why these things happen and just giving them mental durability mm-hmm. to be able to respond to something with a calm demeanor. But the second shit gets funky, I need them to be able to deliver a sleeper cell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need them to be able for somebody to fuck with them one time and everybody around to be like, oh, you don't fuck with what's the name. Like, they cool, they chill, they quiet. But what's I need name? my kid, because I haven't figured out a name yet. I need my kid to be able to throw them bows. And I honestly think <laughs> it's me living a little bit vicariously because I've never gotten in a fight. And I'm not going to hold you. Every time I've almost gotten in a fight, I bitched out a little bit. And I didn't show that I was bitching out. I, I was... So you was giving like, this is stupid, y'all. Like, what are we doing? Like, guys? (laughs) No, I would just like stand on business a little bit, but I would also just be like, well, I really don't want this to happen. But if it must happen, I have to (laughs) at least be perceivably into it and perceivably maybe able to whoop some ass. So, you know, I've never acted like no bitch, but um, I've never got to actually scrap, you know, and I think I might be feisty with my hands, you know, but I never get a chance to see now, especially now that I'm slick famous. I'll be one. I'll be one. <laughs> I'm not, I will never invite something to happen because I'm protective of myself, yeah. my like face, my like things that I need to move out on a, day, on a daily basis and the people around me. But I'll be waiting for the perfect opportunity for it to be irrefutable, it, for it to be an irrefutable reason why I protected myself with my hands. I'll be waiting on that opportunity <laughs> to just lay somebody up one time. Mm. Um, and I just want my kids to be able to do that if they need to, you know? Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. I will also probably raise the type of kid who would step in like, oh, girl. Yeah. who pulled that girl off of her. Like, they won't tolerate bullying. They won't engage in it. Um, and, you know, do their best to just make sure they're doing things to split things up and not cause additional harm. But if they need it to get scrappy, they're going to know how. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was a long reason to say I want my kids to be able to whip some ass. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I think I want my kids to feel like I'm their first line of defense. Mm-hmm. But I think within that, though, I have to maintain being their first line of defense. Mm. I think so much of parents are like, why didn't you call me? Were you somebody I could call? Mm. You know, and I think mm. so for me, I'm really big on that part. But again, if you can't call me or if, if calling me doesn't feel like a viable response, get active. <laughs> get active. I'm talking active, active. Um, <laughs> Yeah, make it. We 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 might need some therapy, Obia, because how much joy you find and getting active. <laughs> because I'm being, this is again, do not t- strike this from anything that associates with me and what I've said before. This because it could be hypocritical, but sometimes people just don't learn in any other way. Yeah, that firm talking through stuff is cute every mm-hmm. now and again. When you get in, when you really get active with somebody and they know what time it is yeah. when dealing with you. <laughs> And, everybody, and to Lene's point earlier, every other student knows what time it is if they get in the ring with you. Mm-hmm. School becomes a little bit more, you know, now everybody's saying, hey, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> now they want to share their trips with you mm-hmm. at lunch. Yeah. You know? You want my chicken tender? I got an extra honey yeah. mustard. Damn. Yeah. My mom makes them fresh. Yeah. I got this I got this Coke in the vending machine earlier because I knew this lunch wasn't going to hit with this milk. Do you want it? Damn. <laughs> What are you talking about? Like, let's make it happen. Mm, so, on 
the opposite side of the fence. Of <gasps> oh, that. okay. The fence what I parent. would do. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm going to give the context as to why. Number one, as a person who has been in fights and I hate fights, I remember one time there was a fight that I was in that I thought I was winning, but it was actually my baby daddy who came and knocked her out oh. and had her leaking and we had to run into the car because the cops was coming like and i was passed out they was picking me up off the ground you good girl and i and i thought i was in there getting it you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and so <laughs> i forget how you thought she was active and you was passed out it was a brawl it was a dream it was a brawl okay so when a, in a brawl, <laughs> yeah. you're right. fighting multiple people. So it's like, yeah, first one, I was definitely getting it in. Mm-hmm. Second one, I thought, but I guess somewhere between this, where mm-hmm. the hand rises and hits, I was down. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was over for me. Okay. I woke up to being assisted. Okay. <laughs> so I will say that the reality of fighting is sometimes, you know, the results of fights are very detrimental. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. And not what you expected. In the rush of it, cool, yeah, we get it. Da, da, da. Yeah. But you can get a concussion. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, have to go to the hospital for something severe. You can, yeah. you know, it can lead to bigger things. So to me, has Tristan been in karate? Yes, absolutely. Does he know how to defend himself? Yes, he's in sports and all of those wonderful things because I need for him to have that capacity. I need, mm-hmm. like, if it really gets there, for mm-hmm. him to understand, for him to just be able to defend himself, especially mm-hmm. if someone puts their hands on him first. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is that what I've learned in children is that they don't really have great discernment. Mm. They don't, when they have the skills and tools to do a thing, right. they don't know when it's like, this is a good time mm. and this is not Tristan has put his hands on somebody because he didn't like how they was talking to his friend. And if he was older, fair, <laughs> but as a person yeah. in the school system, yeah. you know, like maybe, maybe not the best choice. Mm-hmm. So what I try to do with them now is, and especially because I will also say this, my daughter is beautiful. Period. They're going to hate her. Oh, Mm, the women and she's she's light skin you know or or brown or whatever you want to so it's already going to be a complex of just like people just being mean and nasty just to be nasty and what's crazy is even if she was dark skin Mm -hmm. something about being a brown girl just like you don't get to win with whatever side so it's like it's going to be an issue. You know, you're going to have people that are mean to you just because maybe you feel too good about yourself or you smell too good today or you or or your mom does make the fresh chicken tenders and put a little chocolate in there every now and then and it's like who do you think you are? Yeah. You can't fight all those people. Fair. So for me, it has to do with teaching them to avoid certain people. I do teach my kids <clears throat> to avoid weird kids. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have conversations with them like I don't think this is like you want a friend that does this or you want somebody that, you know, y'all could do this yeah. together, blah, blah, blah. I love when Tristan hang out with the hood kids. I can't stand when he hang out with them little weird, like just, ugh, you know what I'm saying? And, it, and and the reason why is because I see it happen like clockwork. Yeah. The envy, the picking on him because he got new shoes like or he got a new coat or something like it's so weird. And if I can help him to avoid it by not saying don't do this, but do more of that, then that's what I'm Mm going to do. Um, And also, I think something that parents weren't doing before that's very important to me, it's important for you to make sure that your children have a sense of pride in what Mm -hmm. they look like, what they Mm -hmm. smell like, how they Mm -hmm. present themselves, making sure they have haircuts, making sure that their hair is done, like making sure that their face is moisturized and their clothes are clean, shoes are clean. Like this really makes the difference because... School is hard enough 
it's hard enough. And I under and I don't I'm not saying that they need to have the latest this and latest that. Mm-hmm. But it makes a difference when they feel good internally and externally. Both things play a part. So the way that I would teach my children to advocate is through their self-confidence, through staying away from people that just may not be a good fit for them, and through understanding that those teach these teachers are not always here to be your advocate. Sometimes there's going to be things that happen that let's talk about it when you get home. Yeah. And let me advocate for you. Yeah. It's not always a time to address it, especially if you go to the teacher once. And she really not given this is an issue. That's cool. Don't take it personally. Her job is not to be your mom. Your teacher is not your mom. But come to your mom and mom will handle it. So those are just some things that, you know, I try to practice. You know, all of it for sure. But my kid's going to have some (sighs) self-sufficiency. Got it. All the things are necessary. Absolutely. And I think what we all want is for our kids not have to get in altercations, period. Yeah. I just know that this world doesn't like what my kid what my kid is about to look like. The world isn't gonna like it. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm gonna have a really shy kid. Really? I do. I think. God, oh I, yeah. I think God's gonna be funny and uses a little sense of humor. And mm-hmm. shy. <laughs> How are you gonna feel about that? It's gonna piss me off at first, but I'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Your kid is probably gonna be either exactly like you or the opposite of you. That's how it goes. <laughs> Between both of y'all kids, honestly, don't get mad at me if I have to babysit. My kids? Yeah. Your kids and your kids. I mean, if you, me, because if they're all going to run me ragged. They're all going to get on my last nerves. I already almost got into a fight with Tristan over my dog. <laughs> over my dog. I literally, we had a conversation and I literally had to be like, give me the dog and take it. Mm-hmm. And Ayo already has beef for me. She does not like me. I don't know what it's about. Beef. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. Your kids... Yeah, so did you get my chicken nuggets or? Down. Oh, I can't say online, but yeah. <laughs> I'm about to say something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, just all of that. Do you, did you get my chicken nuggets? Okay, cool. And is my is my air mattress ready? Or like, honestly, did you get the bed yet? Because I can't keep my back, you know, you know, dad has me. And I'm surprised gymnastics. you stopped but the juxta- chicken nuggets because it's definitely giving. Why? So you didn't cut the chicken like? Cause my dad, they he he just usually does it like. And where is my thousand island sauce? I don't do this ketchup <laughs> shit. Like what's happening? Ketchup. But I will add a texture of politeness though, cause I don't do the disrespect stuff. So, but they will be a little the bougie part, sure. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree. Mm-hmm. But there'll be a thank you and a please. But 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 but. but <laughs> and it's gonna give thank like you. It, it is. Right? Yeah. As, 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 as they like walk away with it, like thank you. <laughs> That's what I want to <laughs> knock the shit out the back of your kid's head. Um, right, my little Spelman girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go, they go, they go They're Spelman, gonna go to probably. Spelman, probably. If they run late, right. they ain't her vibes. Do you want a girl or a boy? I want both. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I, I ideally want six kids, but you know, we'll see what money's looking like. But okay. you know, I do want a lot of kids. Like, I oh just, wow, yeah. Loki, I start raising kids. Grand of because I haven't. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind not stopping. Meaning, uh, just kids. keep yeah busting them out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, that being said, uh, that's that's coming from someone who doesn't have to physically bust kids out. Exactly. That's what it is. And neither yeah. one of us will. Me nor my partner. So right. We can just keep. They can, uh, okay. The birds will come and drop them at, at the doorstep. So we're just yeah. fine. You know what I'm saying? That's and y'all lie. just live y'all lives. We just keep living our lives. Bodies don't change nothing. Um. Yeah. There's there's quite a bit for this topic, and I don't know. We went on a very <laughs> large tangent there. I don't know how we got here, but um, there are a lot of different options. A lot of 
black parents are either enrolling their kids in those schools that we talked about earlier, Sam, mm-hmm. or homeschooling their children altogether. I don't know mm-hmm. that I, I couldn't sustain homes, homeschooling the, my the child. The parents that are homeschooling their kids are not homeschooling their kids, and I really need home. y'all to stop so it's y'all kids home, can learn right? how to. Yeah, they 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 their kids are at home. They probably are doing some type They're of curriculum They're on ABC online. Mouse. If you are homeschooling ABC your Mouse child and you're using ABC Mouse, you're not homeschooling your child. And I hope you take that personally because oh. put that baby in, in a real program. Anyway, oh. continue. Yeah, well, that's that's pretty much that on that. <laughs> that These are the options we're taking is taking our kids out of public school mm-hmm. to answer your earlier question. It's something that I forgot to mention. With all of these high rates, um, you know, at the, the smallest, it's three and a half times more of being arrested at school than white girls. And it's also found that black girls are at a high risk, higher risk for disciplinary action than even black boys. And can anybody in the room guess what that additional factor is that's causing this? Hmm. Not just because they're black. Wait, start over. Say it, say it what do we think the factor is that is causing such an exponential difference in the rate at which black girls are being disciplinary are being disciplined in school than to black boys and white girls. Does it have to do with the teachers? No. Hmm. Have to do with sex? Like, yep. Mm. That. A lot of these infractions have to do with dress code. I can see that. And when you mm. when you have multiple dress code infa- infractions, those lead to suspensions and eventually expulsions. Like, all these are, like, points in a system. So there's really no, like... It's all disgusting and it's all stupid and I want better for black girls and I want the world for, to want better for black girls and I'm just thinking, well, hell, well, I need to make a damn school. Um, I but I also are... want us to stop having to make shit because now at this point, we've we, the jeans are a nice bucket hat. You know what I'm saying? And not even nice. <laughs> it's patchwork bucket hat. Let's give a headband. It's, it's patchwork fringe. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's lazy. Once Unfinished him. It's again, uh, fingertip lift looks different on all women and well, all girls. Yeah. So sorry. You and it's just kind of rid- ridiculous and dumb altogether. So just shut the fuck up and let our people go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, guys, we should let them know. So announcements. Let's make a few announcements. Okay. So my announcements that I'll go ahead and say is one. I'm doing a show in Atlanta this Friday, so please make sure you come. We have a few tickets left. It's looking like, I ain't going to tell you what it's looking like, but we got a few tickets left. You need to get them tickets and come on down to to the schoolhouse, um, Atlanta, Georgia. Show me some love. I'm so super excited about that. I think that's my only announcement right now. (laughs) Do you have an announcement? announcement. Do I have an announcement? I don't think so. You have any announcements? Check me out on YouTube Mondays and Thursdays at noon. Period. Yeah, that's it. Okay. You guys didn't see the latest video. There's like a little, my phone was in slow-mo and mm-hmm. I didn't know it mm-hmm. for like half the dinner. Mm-hmm. Oh. But I got this shot of you, sickening. Oh. I about to say his name. Period. Was like, Blank was like, okay, man. Like, it was Period. like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you what got. But anyways, yeah. All right, y'all. Um, but that actually was my second announcement. I am coming back to the YouTube. We've had to take a little bit of a break for all my tour stuff. You guys are going to get to be seeing a lot of great behind the scenes stuff for the tour. Um, so catch me now on Fridays at least for tour BTS and I have a couple of other videos playing that may come to you throughout the week but we switched from a Monday upload to a Friday upload for now because that's what my production team needs I love that I lied okay I okay. do have an announcement okay so I need you guys to go on YouTube and go to Sim in the City 
Period. because we just completed our first official Sim in the City episode Woo. that airs on Thursday. Woo. So, Let's get it. Yeah. Check out your girl. And then our next episode is We Told You We Owed You a Double. You are getting your double this week. We'll be back in the studio in two days, which means you should be getting another episode in two days. So please, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, that's really the only window of time that you have to throw us a customer service letter to be heard by the end of the year because this next episode will also be our last episode. Boo. Boo. Woo woo. We get to rest and come um, back refreshed. But yes, we have a set to build out as well mm-hmm. and come to you guys refreshed and renewed and on camera live in color. Yeah? And living color. So we're really yeah. excited. We have really cute set pieces and we'll also be creating some content for you to see us work behind the scenes. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Okay, bye guys. See you next time. Bye, bye y'all. Is there a heart? Is there a heart in a house tonight? Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. <laughs> this is this hard for me. Stand up. <laughs>